Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Hi, and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. My name is Amy. And I'm Leslie. And we've been watching reality TV for like, oh, I don't know, like 30 years between the two of us. Would that make us experts in trash? We are experts in trash, but we still get stuff wrong. I mean, 30 years and we still can't figure this out. Yeah, we know nothing. So I think together we can learn what it's like to fall in love on reality TV. Here's hoping. Hi everyone, welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. My name is Amy, I'm your co-host. And I'm Leslie. Hey, Amy. Hey, Leslie, I get to see you on the camera now, but we met in person this weekend we and I was so excited. It was so funny because I'm like waiting for her and I'm like texting like, Amy, where are you? She's like, I'm in a cab. And I'm like, oh, where is she? Where is she? And then finally she shows up and then I just see like a bunch of people and then I'm like, Amy! And I was literally <laughs> in a corner, like baby and dirty dancing. And I was like, I got to you were in a corner through. and I went over there and I pulled you out of that corner Thank and we you. did the dirty dance dirty yeah. dancing dance yeah the finale, the finale the you know lift. the lift we did the lift yeah that was awesome <laughs> so we were actually at a bunky meetup in Philly so yes. that's fun for yes, pink for shade the, yep for our our buddies Mary Payne and Aaron who we love mm-hmm. um I was getting lots of texts like where are you come on come on you know where I was I was in a cab getting sold edibles oh my god <laughs> And here's the thing. Our cab driver's like, you know, I respect the hustle. Mm-hmm. He's like, I have some edibles here if you want to buy them. I contemplated it because I love a good edible. <laughs> However, they were like hand-baked in plastic bags. And I just mm. will not, the Gen Xer and me will not trust anyone. No. Who makes no, that kind no. of shit. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. And also after COVID, no, no. No, no. Like if it was sealed up, mm-hmm. I would be okay with that. But no. And I would not have taken it there. I would have brought it home and, you know, yeah. whatever. Partook at some point when the kids were away or something. But <laughs> um, no. So that's where I was. I was zipping around Philly getting a drug pusher on me. <laughs> and it was just <laughs> no, like, he wasn't. He was really nice. And I was just like walking around um, the neighborhood. Like it's literally called the neighborhood on the map. It's amazing. And yeah. it's amazing. So many amazing stories and like arts and like custom made stuff. And there was like mm-hmm. this LGBTQ um shop it was like a bookshop thrift shop kind of thing Mm -hmm. and they raised money for like AIDS research and it was like so amazing and I got like a bunch of CDs for like a dollar or like five dollars and actually have a CD player yes I do to which I was like you have a CD player and a disc man hell yeah (laughs) and And you know what you know what no judgment because that fits yeah (laughs) you are you are a true icon of the 90s yeah I love it I I just love it and remember getting so frustrated when you put you know when they upgraded their you know their technology and they were like we're gonna put a hold button on this you know (laughs) little this man and then you walk around and still your cd player skips you know the song (laughs) I have a confession to make yeah I did not have a disc man really because I had a boom box, <laughs> right, that you walked around with and you played American Girl by Tom Petty as loud as possible. And then I had a Walkman. Mm-hmm. But by the time Discman came out, I think I was like a little older mm-hmm. and I just didn't have one. Like I probably had my own apartment and had like a stereo at this point. Yeah. And don't forget, I don't live in a super walkable yeah area so it's not like I was walking places do you know what I mean right and that's why for me it was like revolutionary because it was you get to take your music on the go and I'm from New York I'm always walking around Mm -hmm. but then it was so wide it never fit in your pocket so you just gotta hold it out awkwardly and then you could get robbed because it was the 90s in New York so it was very tricky (laughs) 
well, you survived, your disc man survived. Yeah. We survived our Philly meetup. Yes, that so was now so we, fun. Will Miguel survive? Will Lindy survive? What? We what? don't know. I, I don't know what happened this week, but I was just losing my goddamn mind. I have so many thoughts. Oh. Okay. All right. So let's start. We're going to cover Alexis and Justin first because nothing really happened. But let me just say real quick, the name of the episode. This is Married at First Sight, season 15, episode 14. No hug for you. <laughs> is that a Seinfeld reference? Oh, Lord. Okay, so why don't you take us through the very little, because guys, I'm going to cover the group scenes mm-hmm. at the end because they're so Lindy and Miguel centered. Yeah. So um, Leslie's just going to give us a little bit of Alexis and Justin when they went on that disastrous winery date, which I pretty much fast forwarded. Oh my God, it was crazy. Okay, so at the beginning of the episode, everyone is prepping to leave for this couple's retreat. And Justin is by the sink. He's washing dishes and talking about how fun it will be to hang out with the guys and be with the bros because he's all about the bro time. And they cut to to Lex, and I'm going to call her that because I don't want my device to go off. We can't have that device weighing in. Oh, my God. She's very opinionated. So then Lex is, like, just looking at her watch. Like, the editing on this episode, maybe it's because I've been watching too many Housewives and listening to too many Housewives podcasts, but the shadiness, and a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race, may may I add, um, is just crazy. Because he's talking about, like, here I am looking forward to the couple's retreat. Ironically, I'm looking forward to just hanging out with the guys, and she's just looking at her watch like, I don't have time for this man. And I'm just like this is insane okay and then she mocks him because of course she has to that's like in her dna at this point because he mentioned playing monopoly as some sort of fun night activity and she called Um, it excuse me excuse me (laughs) yeah i'm here in defense of monopoly i love a good monopoly game i love any time i can be competitive yeah and drunk if i could put those two things together it always ends well yeah but she's like Oh, baby, that's a Justin thing. That's not like a a thing, you know. That's a thing. It is a thing. People play board games. Like, that is so fun. We played Risk, and, like, my husband and I almost got divorced over it. (laughs) Because I was making peace treaties with my sister. So, believe me, it can get ugly. But here's the thing that I noticed. She always couches everything with, like, a babe or, like, it's Mm -hmm. like the compliment Mm -hmm. sandwich, you know? It's like compliment Mm -hmm. and then jab and then another compliment and then Mm -hmm. everything is okay. So it's very shady. She's real deliberate. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So they go to the retreat, basically, because there's like, um, they go to the retreat and then from there they go on a date later on. But it's so funny because everybody arrives to this retreat. It's like a huge mansion and people are claiming rooms. Everything looks nice. And Goldilocks is bouncing on the bed and says, the mattress is too hard. She does say that, yes. Yeah, because as they're all walking to the house, everyone is, you know, is like commenting on the opulence and how grand it is, how fancy. Even Mitch says, this is fancy pants. But then they cut to Lex and she's the one with the negative comment. And I'm just like, of course. Yeah, I was thinking in that moment of, oh, was it Philly with Jamie and... Beth and she accused him of having basic mediocre white man sex or something like that. Oh and I was God. like, maybe Alexis just doesn't want to have her basic mediocre sex on this hard mattress. Yeah, she so. needs a softer mattress for being bored, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're not gonna have great sex, you might as well be comfortable. I guess that's that's true. But then in my notes, I wrote like, ooh, the producers did her dirty in that moment because it was really funny that everybody's like, oh my God, they're so impressed. And she's like, not impressed kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. and I'm just like, there are times where I try to defend her or I think like maybe I'm being too harsh on her. You know, maybe it's the editing. You know? and, and it's like, no, she does this to herself. <laughs> so yeah she i think we're pretty careful not to just pile on someone who doesn't deserve it but she's been showing a pattern of disrespect towards people that makes me feel like we're okay to pile on disrespect my friend dis uh respect (laughs) (laughs) michael scott (laughs) okay so then later on we get to their segment and we learned that they finally consummated their marriage 
And was it everything she wanted it to be? Of course not. Because (laughs) Justin had issues removing her bra. And so she had to remove it herself. And she okay, was- can I jump in here as a, as a big-breasted woman? Yes. <laughs> Our bras are like cages, trying to undo yes. a cage. It is not what you see in the movies, like this little simple, like, oop, little one-hook Victoria's Secret nonsense, okay? This is, and she's big like I am. Mm-hmm. So this is like 17 hooks, a padlock, a deadbolt. So I, I give him some grace there. Yeah, Victoria's secret is that she cannot contain all these breastuses. That's the secret, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's just so funny. So she is like saying, I'm an independent woman, so she could take off her own bra. But then she says this after, you know, he's like struggling to help her clasp her shoes because they're all getting ready <laughs> to go to like this prom for Lindy. Yeah, she like has to find a moment to let the television audience know that he fumbled around with her bra. Exactly. And then Mm -hmm. Justin tells producers that the wait was worth it, you know, to have sex because they got to build a connection and it just wasn't sex. They made love. And he said that with all earnesty. And I fell over my chair laughing so hard because I was like, Oh my God, you have to find the comedy in this show because otherwise there's nothing going on. So they made love. They made love. They made oh. love. And they literally went, ay, el pobre, which is like, oh, poor thing. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's on a different level here than she is. hundred percent. On a whole different level. So everybody's getting excited to see each other because later on they're going to do this prom. They're all dressed up and prom attire. They're even posing in front of a mirror, you know, pretending like the prom poses. And at one point it looks like he's going to mount her. Like, guys, come on, keep it classy. And then, and I know, so they get into this huge argument um, prior to that. So, okay, no, cut this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hold on. Okay. I'm going to keep muting periodically because okay. there's a lot of noise happening. Okay. Outside. So everybody's just excited to see each other They're on their prom attires. You see them posing for pictures and everything. They're excited for Lindy. She never had a prom. Amy's going to cover that and we'll know that she and Miguel had a, a big fight right before they get there. So she'll cover that in a bit. But it's so funny because when they walk in, you see the slow motion and they go through like the steps and then everybody's shouting and the caption literally says, shouting, cheering. It reminded me of, um, you watch Love is Blind, right? Yes. It reminded me of the editing from the 80s party. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like on After the Altar. Well, it's the same producers, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Lifetime finally upped their budget. And they actually had decent songs this episode because they were, I don't know if they were meant to be funny, but they kind of played funny in some instances. We're at the prom, we're at the prom. Let a boy no. come for you. No, no, no. That was actually like a decent song. It had like some kind of like hip hop, hip hop kind of vibe oh. to it. And I was oh, like, I can't do that. I no, can't do that. The beats were nice. And I was like, okay, the lyrics are questionable, but whatever. Okay. So, the beats were nice, unlike Miguel's beats later. Oh, Lord. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Alexis just basically tells Lindy, all right, tonight we're going to do all the stereotypical things they do at prom. So somebody already spiked the punch. And, you know, you're going to talk about the whole prom thing. But, you know, afterwards, the next day, Justin is planning a secret date for them. So this is the day after the prom and they go to Myrtle Creek Vineyards where we make all the fine wine. Direct quote from the owner of the vineyard. So I was like, okay, so clearly he did not trust any of like his riffraff staff members to give this to her on TV. So he was like, I'm going to have to do this myself. And it's going to say owner underneath every time they flash my name. Right. So they're presented with wines and it says, Alexis and Justin and the owner hands it to them and it was a really kind gesture and they're like oh okay they were like impressed and then they both like simultaneously agree oh we should open this on a one year anniversary and I was like <laughs> never gonna happen 
<laughs> so they have a wine tasting and Lex proceeds to taunt Justin because she brings up that she has some bomb ass pussy essentially because she's just talking about like ooh did you like it was it good because you can't stop smiling and I'm just like oh god but yeah, she kept she- saying that Justin has a glow about him I just got some booty glow like she just need to keep you know bringing this yeah. up yeah so she tells producers she's happy. She and Justin were intimate. And I fucking hate that word so much. Too. It grosses me out. And I am someone who has watched on a regular basis The Fly by Jeff Goldblum. And that scene where his ear falls off in the sink is less disgusting than that word is to me. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I fucking okay. hate it. Okay. Watch The Fly. Right. It's really creepy, but I love Jeff Goldblum. So anyways. I saw that movie when I was a little kid, and I remember really liking it, and mm-hmm. my parents found that disturbing. Oh, because it is disturbing. Yeah. That I really liked it. They were like, I don't know, maybe like we should fly. put you somewhere. Yeah. In the corner, <laughs> in the closet. Okay. So whatever. She says she's hopeful for whatever comes next, and I say divorce. I say divorce. And then the most magical thing happens actual drama alexis is pressing about how good her goodies are that they're this relationship is so different now even his energy level is up and justin takes offense to this and argues that his energy is exactly the same now did you feel there was a shift in his energy because i didn't see one i did not see one he was acting exactly the same Okay. So she was just trying to be like, oh, you know, let's talk about how good my sex is. Come on, talk about me. Just keep drooling over me, you know, basically on camera. Yep. And he's like, no, my energy level has been the same. And then he's like that he's been thinking about long term. But then it starts to sound like he's looking for an out because he says something along the lines of like, how well can you know someone in eight weeks? We're still learning each other. All fair points. Yeah, but um, he caps it off with, I need more time. You know what I'm saying? And Alexis tilts her head like a fucking owl. Like, what? (laughs) Yes. And then producers play like this bell sound effect to like punctuate the fact that she clocked that moment and was like, oh, hell no. She's going to like go exorcist on her, his ass. (laughs) And I'm just like, In her mind, right now, she's thinking, oh, hell no. I fucked this dude, and now he's not going to stick around or at least have the decency to pretend to until the end of this fucking show so that I don't look stupid. Yep. And she is literally out of breath. Did you notice that moment? Oh, you fast forward it. I can't watch a lot of them. So she is literally fighting for breath. Like she's fighting the urge not to fucking scream. And you hear it in her voice because she's like, because she's shaking her head like she's fucking possessed. And her voice is sounding weird. And she's like, I'm giving it my all. I genuinely am. Like she's like really fighting herself not to scream. Do you agree with, I think, you know, I've been seeing in a lot of groups and stuff like that, that. People think she's just not into him. Like, do you agree that she's done? Like, she's over? She is. She was never into him. She was just trying to be nice and try to give this a try. She, she's not in. So then we cut to Alexis and she's pushing up her bras. You you know, her titties are like falling out because she's has like these off the shoulder, like baby doll dress. They're beautiful. It's Mm -hmm. hot pink. I can't pull Mm -hmm. that shit off, but do you boo? But now she's mad because she's a strong, independent woman. And mm-hmm. knows what she wants. Why does he have to say these things to her to make her question herself? So that's mm-hmm. her big hang up. It's like, oh, hell no. You're now turning me down. So we cut back to the scene and they're saying that they learn differently. So she needs to know his characteristics to know how to react in certain situations. And she says it, that she wants to understand his tics. So that she could apply that to situations. And my takeaway from that is like, oh, you want to know his tics so you can fuck with him. Because now yes. you're mad. Yep, 100%. 100%. And then she asks, when is enough enough? And that's the one where we, the clip that we saw in the previews mm-hmm, and everything. Mm-hmm. And he asks if he could be honest. And she says, yeah, you should. 
And he goes, you should remember that thing where I told you I was worried about you quitting. I feel that's what it is going to be. So basically he's saying that she's checked checked out. And then Mm -hmm. we get tense music. So that's really Mm -hmm. like their solo time. Yes. I feel like we went from a cast of, of reality stars who don't communicate, have never been to therapy, and don't know how to talk to people to an over-therapized group of individuals yeah. who do nothing but therapize each other. Exactly. <laughs> and sometimes it turns into like this circular conversation that like I can't even follow anymore. Like why do we keep going back so and forth on all this? These the thing is with these reality shows, they're from Morlaic. They've been on for a million years. Yeah. People watch it because they want to be on it. Because how else would you learn about this unless you watch it? Like, let's be honest. Like, you you were watching it at some point. Or someone told you about it and then you watched it. So you can know what you're yeah. getting yourself oh, yeah. into. So you know oh, yeah. how to behave. You know how the fans act. You know all of mm-hmm. this. So you start filtering yourself. So it's not as genuine as like the earlier seasons or like a love is blind where it was so new and everybody was so sequestered that you got like actual moments. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I feel like Alexis is just acting. Mm -hmm. She knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel genuine. It does not. And It probably doesn't. So Justin is very sensitive. Oh, 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 take a laugh at his expense, whatever. I, I appreciate a sensitive person. Yeah. But he's an empath and he's probably picking up on this. Yep. Like he can spot that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That she's not authentic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we move on? Yes. Okay. <laughs> do we have anything with Stasha and Nate or do we just include them in the group scenes? I mean... We just know that they go to a sex shop, (laughs) y'all. They go to a sex shop and they're all like excited and horned up in their apartment. And the vibrating panties incident. Ooh, child. All right. Well, let's get into it. So we're going to start with Kristen and Mitch because they kind of lead us into Mm -hmm. the couple's retreat. So they decide they're going to talk about their argument that they had, the pool gate incident. Yep. In the way, in the car on the way to the couple's retreat. Now. Kristen says she does not want a pool party repeat. And I have to say something. Mitch says, let's blow this popsicle stand. I say that all the time. I say that too. <laughs> because I picked it up from the Rugrats. Let's blow this popsicle yes, stand. I say it all. I don't even know what it means. I say it all the time. Okay. I guess it's like as a kid, you're selling ice cream and you're like, fuck it. I'm not going to work anymore. I think that's the origin or is of it. it a stand made of popsicle sticks and you just blow it over. Or, no, I think it's, like, the idea of, like, selling lemonade where you're selling, like, popsicles. And you're like, let's blow this popsicle stand. That sounds more logical, yes. Yeah. (laughs) So Kristen says, look, I go into shit with good intentions. And sometimes it just goes down hard. And, you know, I'm really sorry. I could have handled that better. And he's like, I accept your apology, but I also could have handled it way better. Mm -hmm. So now we see some prison cam. And I wrote, even when they're fighting, they're super respectful. (laughs) words like like you can tell they are the oldest people on the show like mm-hmm. they are the adults because they're like well I just want to tell you that when you say this I hear this or you know like it's very they've they've both either been through therapy or they're just super in touch with who they are we know she's been through therapy yeah. but he doesn't do a bad job either mm-hmm. I have to say of communicating okay so Mitch acknowledges this is his responsibility and he's like I just didn't want to be the husband like telling my wife how to be And then he says he also felt like a puppet in that moment and did Mm -hmm. not want someone telling him how to feel because he is so obstinate. We know this. (laughs) All right. So she says, I just wanted to have someone, you know, I just want someone who thinks I'm beautiful and is just happy to be with me. And Mitch, you know, he skips a beat and then he says, well, I do think you're beautiful and I think you're really smart and you're really fun to be with and you make a great partner. And he says it like so matter of fact. Yeah, like, like, like he's, a checklist. <laughs> he's just not somebody who's going to gush compliments on you. No. Although I bet you he does when he's drunk. I just mm. sense it. Not that I'm speaking from experience. But <laughs> I just sense it. So she says, thank you. You've never really said that kind of stuff. I really need to hear it. And they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. They're going to be good. So then they arrive. But they do arrive at the couple's retreat. And she is like bowled over by this mansion. 
She's like, right. oh my God, I arrived. arrived. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yep. So later they go to an archery place. They have a really good time. Mitch tells Kristen, you know, we're in a good spot. Or he tells the camera, Kristen and I, Chris, he says, Chris. Chris mm-hmm. and I are in a good spot. I love seeing her happy. Then the the person who runs the archery place prompts them to write words on a paper and shoot the arrows at the paper. And she's like, let's post things we want to get rid of. So they shoot attraction. They shoot pool gate. Mm-hmm. And then she officially forgives him and they move on. Yeah. Again, I think they're fine. Uh, let's take a break. And then we're going to come back to Miguel and Lindy. Okay, guys, we're back. So in the beginning of the episode, Miguel surprises Lindy with a dress from the costume store. Did you hear her say that? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Because I'm like, how did he pick out the dress that's exactly her size, blah, blah, blah. But when she sees it, she's like, oh, that dress from the costume store. So she knew. Mm -hmm. So he buys that for her and he says, guess what, bitch? We're throwing you prom because you grew up in Footloose. (laughs) That's what's happening. Which Mitch refers to that later. Like, wow, you really did grow up in Footloose. All right. So now we get the fight. Okay. They're at the couple's retreat and they have a fight. Now I have it on tape. I want to play it. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to play the whole thing into the microphone here. Oh, wait, hold on. Okay, can you picture me looking out this window? Don't do a selfie because you have to get the good... recorded this <laughs> because I needed to go through this fight in great detail yes. because I feel like they're both wrong. Mm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yes. Okay. So at first I was like, I was immediately team Lindy because I'm like, Miguel, I don't know what is going on with him. If he has his period, he's just acting like a big old baby. Mm-hmm. But when I heard her, like, she is just so bratty in that moment. Like, yeah. oh, babe, come on, get a bad one. I don't want that. Like, it's really a lot. You know, that reminded me of that moment in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, the Jason Segel mm-hmm. vehicle. Great movie. I Great love movie. that movie so much. You know, in it, he is married to, what is her name? Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. Well, not married. He's dating her. And she's like a TV star or whatever. And then after their breakup, oops, spoiler alert, they break up. That's why it's called Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, he plays, And my boyfriend, Russell Brand, is in it. Russell Brand is in it. So, like, he kind of plays back, like, things that he, situations he was in with her. And then he saw all these moments where it was all about her. He was holding onto her purse. He was, like, you know, catering to her. He was, like, pushed aside and everything. And that brought me to that moment with that whole, like, no, take another one. Take a better one. Take a, it's, like, your, it's a good point. your feelings or your existence right now doesn't matter. Capture this that I want right now. And that's how it felt. That's a very good point. She was just so bratty and ridiculous. However, two things can be true. Mm-hmm. He was talking to her like a sociopath. He was, I did not appreciate his tone. Can we talk about tone? That's what I'm talking about. Like, I was triggered because Mm -hmm. if you've ever been in a, like, an emotionally abusive relationship or just Mm -hmm. not a healthy relationship, you know that tone. I know that tone. spoken to in that tone before. Mm -hmm. And when a woman hears that tone, like, it just, it, you know, the hair on the back of my neck went bing. Yeah. That was, I'm telling you, my PTSD was correct from the very beginning. I do not like him. And this is why. Because I felt like there was something. Because from the moment that they were together, from the very episode when they consummated their marriage, mm-hmm. I felt like he checked out in that moment. He was you done mean, with the experiment. He, you mean after he pressured her to consummate exactly. the marriage? Exactly. And yes. then kind of talked her into being like, no, it was my idea. I liked it. I was fine. Mm-hmm. He coerced her into sex, guys. And then he was, like, tuned out. And then he was playing the part and pretending he was all in. And he was at his fucking breaking point. He was like, I can't fucking pretend anymore. This chick is annoying. I'm done. And now he wants to make her seem crazy so that he could be like, I say no on decision day. And he doesn't come off as the bad guy. But guess what, bitch? We're on to you. Yeah. Like, just the fact that he's like, I don't want to be your personal photographer. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? 
Why do you say that? Like, okay, you know where I went with it? I'm going to tell you where I went with okay. it. It brought me to the Johnny Depp Amber Heard tape. Oh, yes. Recording, right? When he's going off and she is very monotone, goading him into going yes. off more. Like, that's the eeriest part of that tape where she's like, what do you mean, babe? Did you drink that whole thing? Are you going to drink that whole thing? Like, she's goading him. Yeah, Amber Heard. She this, she's recorded. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's the same kind of dynamic. Like, he is the reason he's, like, the way she's like, oh, get a better angle. And he's like, why? What do you mean? Like, he's doing it to get her to freak out more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just creepy. It is creepy. I and didn't like it. I didn't like it. I really didn't like it. And if this is the way that he acts, run. Run, girl. Because you're annoying as fuck, but you got to run and get out of there. Yeah, she is annoying. She needs mm -hmm. someone that matches her energy, I guess, or has the same, you know, bird like, brain what, that she has. <laughs> what adult talks like that? What adult is like, no! One that did not have a normal childhood. Right. Remember, now is that she's experiencing her adolescence. She's yeah. experiencing it now. But there's so much inherent misogyny in the way he talks to her. Oh, of course. Learn to read the room. And later he says to her, well, what would you say if you were reading the room? Like, she's a little kid. Uh -huh. Oh, okay. All right. Let me keep going. So the couples, it's the prom. The couples make their grand entrances. Alexis asks... What type of stereotypical prom things, Lindy, do you want to do? And we'll do them for you so you can experience a real prom. Mm -hmm. Lindy says, the staircase photos. Check. Sex. Okay. <laughs> and then I wrote, did she have boyfriend picking a fight and ruining my entire night? Because that is a very common prom experience for most of us. Wow. Miguel literally just standing there looking like a man child. Mm-hmm. Now we get some dancing and picture taking. And while they're dancing, Miguel is saying things like this whole situation is trying me. And then I wrote, they have a dancing fight because they're like dancing, <laughs> but they're fighting as well. It yeah. was pretty great. And she apologizes and he's like, you gaslighted me. So his whole thing is after he was mad and mm -hmm. called her out on it, she's like, it was a joke, which it wasn't. It was not a joke. He was trying to pull it back. And he's like, you were gaslighting me. No, she wasn't, dude. Mm -mm. She was just trying to get out of that moment. Like, that's not gaslighting. Go watch 80 soap operas. No, no, no. He doesn't need to watch anything because he does it himself. That's true. That's true. So then he says, that shit won't fly with me. You don't talk to me like that ever. Ever. Run. Run. Red flag. Red flag. Get out. Get out. He... Guys, I cannot tell you that if you ever have a man talking to you like this, run. Mm -hmm. Because it will not get better. It will, it will get worse. Mm -hmm. And you could be the most annoying person on the planet. You don't deserve to be spoken to like this. Period. Okay. So she says, it was a missed joke, blah, blah, blah. And they go back and forth. And I just wrote, I'm exhausted trying to cover this. <laughs> it's true. She says, this is selfish because I'm trying to get through prom and he can't get past this. Okay. So now they do the awards, the superlatives. And life of the party is Alexis, who grabs the mic and says, well, my husband won't let me go out anymore. So I need to give up that title. She just okay. always has to find a way to dig. She has like a golden, like... I feel like she has a bedazzled shovel that she's just <laughs> digging and she's just like, oh, I just gotta. I feel like she has a bedazzled, like, shank. Yeah. Just, like, Everything is bedazzled. <laughs> Best dancer is Nate, although I do agree it should have went to Kristen after seeing that footage. <laughs> oh my God. Because that is me when I dance. I'm Elaine from Seinfeld. <laughs> Biggest drama queen is Lindy. And she actually started like, ah, 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 you know, like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Most emotional, Justin. Mm -hmm. Most likely to save the planet, Mitch. Class clown, Mitch. Best all around, Stasha. Notice Miguel didn't really get anything here. Mm -hmm. Best gossip, Alexis. Or biggest gossip, yeah. Alexis. Now, in an ITM with the people we... We totally need, as co-commentators on every single episode, Stasha and Nate, who are just <laughs> They magic. were amazing in this They're moment. Magic. 
Nate says, well, it makes sense that Alexis got this because she pretty much caused Ben and Morgan's divorce straight up. I was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Stash is like, well, you know, she could have handled it differently. Maybe she should have encouraged Justin to tell Ben to go to Morgan directly. And Nate goes, no, she tells on people she's a snitch. Yeah. I'm like, Nate, I, I really like you. Yeah, man. Nate is done with her. Yeah, he's <laughs> done with her. He's like, I don't need to see this woman ever again. Nope. So most likely to stay married, ironically, Lindy and Miguel. <laughs> Miguel <laughs> gives a, heart, a half-hearted acceptance speech that doesn't even seem like it is genuine or legitimate. Most likely to end up with multiple divorces is Kristen. And she gave it to herself. She's really excited about this. And I don't know if it's a case of like, I'm going to lean into this because it's embarrassing. I don't know. Yeah. That was over the top. Okay. So Lindy and Miguel are, are crowned prom king and queen. And after the prom, there's more circular talk that I can't even deal with. Then Nate and Stasha show up with a sex swing. (laughs) <laughs> and they're like they're going through something so we're gonna hang this swing up we're gonna demonstrate for them okay it gets weird <laughs> okay now later they go on a horse and carriage ride <laughs> okay miguel decides he's gonna start laying down some sick beats and he he wrote a poem that is about lindy now, oh it was about ask- her i wasn't yes, sure the first one was okay yes. So let me ask you a question. If you're on a carriage ride and you're with Jeff Goldblum, right? You guys are dating. Oh, yeah. He has written this poem for you. It's not great. Of course it's not great. Of course not. You know, like, which poem is great? I mean, it takes a really, you know, good poem to turn my head. So he's reciting this poem to you. Are you going to pay attention? It's about you. Well, I'd listen and yes. look at, you know, acknowledge that this is happening and probably be like, what, what is happening? Keep nodding your head. Keep smiling. Do not get distracted because you don't want to be rude. Right. But she's like, oh, there's a bird. Oh, there's a dog. It's like squirrel, squirrel, mm-hmm. squirrel. Like it was really bad. Then he starts to read a poem about himself. Okay. Now, again, they're both wrong here. Mm-hmm. He, if he wrote her a poem... And read the poem about her, fine. As a poet, I think it's extremely rude when you're trying to tell, you pour your heart out to somebody and they're like, there's a dog. Yeah. There's a cat. Like, she is very self-centered. As a writer, and because I love it so much, and I feel like that's the only thing I'm good at. Like, that's the one thing that if people come after for, like, you could come from my Lex, you could come from whatever. But my writing, I take it so personal because... For me, it's something so precious that I've cultivated as a mm-hmm. child through adulthood. Mm-hmm. And for you to kind of like ignore it, I would be so embarrassed. And I'll be like, I'm not sharing with this person again. I don't yeah. feel safe with them. Mm-hmm. And showing them my art, which has happened to me in the past. And I'm like, okay, this yes. person I cannot share my art with. Yes, it's happened to me too. And I don't know if people realize if you're not a writer, like how vulnerable that is. Yeah. However, however... Two poems were, it was too much. <laughs> too much. It was too much. The one poem, fine. It was about her. You're on a carriage ride. Good. Mm-hmm. The second poem about you feeling like Icarus, dude, too much. Who's Icarus? And, and then she's like, and she like just kept placating him with like this, thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. While cutting like, him off too. Yeah, it wasn't genuine. So <laughs> So while I think he is a total douchebag in this episode, I get where the frustration would come from. Yeah. In that again, moment, his frustration was justified. But again, why wouldn't he just say, why are you cutting me off? I'm trying to pour my heart out here to you. Yeah. Like, why would he not just say that? I don't, like, why does it have to be a whole thing? But anyway, okay. So he's a drama queen. <laughs> so later Miguel tells her it bothers him to be interrupted. And then he's telling the camera... He's irritable and he's running off fumes and it's just a matter of time before he loses it. And then we, they sit down and they're like talking and she asks him questions. Like she asks him who Icarus, no, 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 no. She asks him about the horses yeah. and if they're a part of the um, Dungeons and Dragons world. Yeah. As he's giving an answer, she starts fixing her hair and watching other people. And then commenting on other people, and he didn't even finish the answer. Yeah. Okay. So I wrote, it's annoying me, and I'm not even there. Yeah. Okay. 
So he calls her out on it and she's like, oh, so am I supposed to have blinders on and not pay attention to the world around me? It's like, no, dude, just focus on this one thing. Exactly. You asked the question. Here's the answer. Okay, so clearly you didn't care. You were just trying to make conversation. Cool. Noted. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. I feel like it's like this. Like there is something about her constant need for attention and lack of focus that bothers him and is annoying to him. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's just not handling it right. Like yeah. he's he's really gone to a dark negative place. And I I, uh, I saw a different side to him this week. I was like, glasses or no glasses, I'm not here for this, Miguel. No, no, thank you. All right. So she starts crying eventually. And she's like, I'm just tired of, she goes off to, to the side. And she's like, I'm so sick of feeling like I'm not good enough for this man. Like you either love me and accept me or you don't. And then we come back to the table and they're fighting over whether or not they're fighting. Yeah. <laughs> that was happening. the craziest moment. I was like, I am losing my goddamn mind. Yep. And she says, this is not an outburst. He can't handle an outburst. Yeah, I've done that. That's not a good luck, guys. No, I've done it too. <laughs> I've been there. All right. So now we're at the group scene for dinner and everyone is wondering where McGindy is. And the girls are in the kitchen chatting. So it's Stasha... Alexis and Kristen and Kristen and they're disgusting. They're disgusting. Oh my God. Freudian slip. They're discussing Alexis and Justin banging. And of which course, is disgusting. That's yes. what, that's what happened. Yes. Yeah. And of course she has to say it was awkward and his stamina wasn't where it should be. Oh, I fucking hate her. She asked the women in the past, if sex wasn't good, but like the guy was amazing, would it, would you stay? Like, would it be all right? And they both say, yes, like, of course we like good sex and that's the dream. Right. But if not, we could deal with it. Like, the dream to cream. Oh my God. My oh, boy. What? <laughs> oh, I apologize to our entire audience. I, this is coming from someone who has a prince tattoo on her wrist and who as a child was singing Cream, not knowing what the hell the song was about. I thought okay. it was about ice cream. Okay. It's usually me turning off 90% of our viewers. <laughs> our so listeners. Welcome. It's welcome, our listeners. So it's welcome that you're doing it this time. Okay. So now McGindy shows up and Lindy does the, we've all been here. She does the run past everyone because she's clearly been crying and yeah. she needs to get into the house. So she runs into the house and Miguel sits down with the guys and Mitch says, you were a little bit late. So we questioned your entire marriage. Funny. He said it as a joke and it's like, no guys, shit went down. Miguel tells them he's irritable and grumpy and they start talking about the swing. Like, oh, do you need the swing again? And Justin's like, wait, what is the swing? (laughs) And Alexis is inside saying she doesn't need toys because she has a man and that's why she never had a vibrator. Mm -hmm. And Kristen looks at the camera and says, I have three. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. So they talk about Kristen and Mitch's sex life. Not much has happened there. They just, they're not doing it still. It's on hold. Okay. She does say something interesting though. Kristen says they're in a good place, but the wife in her wants to say yes on decision day. Mm -hmm. The woman in her doesn't. And you know, I'm always going to say, listen to that woman in you. Yeah. Even though I love them together so, 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 so much. If she's feeling that now. uh, Yeah. Don't prolong it. No, that's not good. Now Nate and Stasha pull out some vibrating panties. (laughs) Then that's all I have for them. Then Lindy and Miguel are on a balcony and she wants a video of herself. Okay. That was annoying. That annoyed me. Well, I have notes on this. So she asked Sammy, who must be a PA, mm-hmm. instead of Miguel, because she doesn't want to offend Miguel. Mm-hmm. But then this also pisses off Miguel. And she's like, her whole thing is the sunset is so beautiful. I want a video of me walking into it. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is the problem, Lindy. Stop worrying about taking pictures. Not being in the moment. Aren't you the one who sat there and questions Nate, questioned Nate's authenticity? Because yeah. he felt like he was always filming shit and not being in the moment. Mm-hmm. And now you're doing this? Like, maybe that's what... because. We all know that there is a gender disparity usually between social media usage. So research shows that women are more likely to use social media than men. Mm -hmm. 
So you have that going at you. But then Miguel is also significantly older than her. Yeah. So, like, maybe he just doesn't understand that realm. Yeah. And she's all like, I got to get my best angle. I got a selfie. I got to do this. I got to, you know what I mean? And that's probably just kind of irritating to him. Look, after he slept with her, he lost interest. That's plain and simple. (laughs) And he's been putting up with her and now he's sick of her. He can't pretend anymore. So he says in his supervillain voice, if you were to read the room, what is my energy telling you? That you're psychopath? It's diabolical. So she's like, I can't win. I agree with her. She Mm -hmm. can't win. So he feels misunderstood. And then he asks, she asks for a hug and he says no. Yeah. And she loses it. And then they gaslight each other over who's being gaslit. (laughs) (laughs) Then she cries and she leaves. And I just wrote, Miguel is an asshole. And then he tells the camera, the negative version of me is not a good person. Yeah, we've seen. It's moody. I'm terrible. Low-key disrespectful. Not low-key, dude. No. Not low-key. Full register. And then she says, then they go in the bathroom and they're fighting. And then he says, um, you know, what do you need from me in this moment? Blah, blah, blah. And she says, I have a tendency to be inconsiderate. Mm. Now, I will tell you on After Party, she t- she has completely internalized this misogyny and blames herself completely oh, no. for this whole thing. She's like, it was all my fault. He was laying down and resting and I went in and interrupted him and I made him take my picture. Nope, like she nope, totally nope. bought into it. She bought his narrative. So at dinner, the group is like, okay, they're missing, but let's just go forward. Not a big deal. Justin's like, let's have a little respect for them. Yeah. And Kristen's like, yeah, I like that. So Stasha and Nate talk in a confessional about Alexis and Justin having sex. And she's telling him like, oh, Alexis didn't have anything really nice to say about it. And Justin's just kind of staring at the camera like, hmm, interesting. You mean Nate? Oh my God, Nate. Did I say Justin? Yeah. I'm sorry, Nate, 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 Nate. <laughs> Mitch and Kristen are being really sweet. And Alexis is like, so you're attracted to your wife, Mitch? Shut up, Alexis. Yeah, that was like, oh, don't stir it. Come on. They burned that. They threw an arrow through it. <laughs> Put an arrow through it. It's dead. Nate is buzzing Stasha's panties. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the buzzing was... Put in post edit. They confirmed that in the after show. Oh, okay. Because that was like, that's pretty (laughs) loud towards the end. Because I have, I like recorded a little clip, which I'm going to toss on our Instagram because it's just hilarious. But she's like freaking out and she's like fidgeting, like, like when you have to pee, Mm -hmm. you know, just doing the, I have to pee. And Alexis is like, do you have vibrating panties on? And then Mitch is, I think it's Mitch. Yeah, it's Mitch. Immediately like, do you have the remote control for them, Nate? Like, they know what's going on. Yeah. And Stasha gets up and leave and Nate follows her. And he claims he didn't know how to work the remote. Mm -hmm. And she says, I'm swollen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. After dinner, Miguel does one of two big apologies in public to Lindy. Okay. And then she tells the camera, it's been an emotional roller coaster for me. This whole, like, he fucking completely ruined this whole weekend for mm-hmm. her. Then we have this weird scene where Kristen comes dressed out, comes out dressed as Mitch. <laughs> it was so random. And I have to say this Mitch is laughing hysterical. He says he loves seeing her like that. This is why I like Mitch so much because as many problems as he has, and there are many. Mm-hmm. I feel like he is very secure in his masculinity and he's not somebody who like is constantly having to put other people down to make himself. Right. You know what I mean? Could you imagine if Lindy was imitating Miguel? Oh my God. He would have like Tasmanian devil that fucking room. Or if Alexis was doing it to Justin, he would have cried. Like really ironically, Nate and Mitch are probably the most comfortable in their masculinity, their sexuality. Like they're just Mm -hmm. cool. They're cool. They're confident. So Mitch is loving it. And he's like, now on the after show, Alexis tried to make it seem like he loved it because he's in love with himself. And he only, you know, was getting all boned up over Kristen because she looked like him. That's not what it was. No, because she didn't look like him. It was a stupid getup. He said several times, like, he enjoyed her sense of humor Mm -hmm. in that moment. All right. So later they play volleyball, and the teams are split up. No, dodgeball. 
They got a dodge. Oh, I have volleyball. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, dodgeball. The teams are split up, and Miguel's on the losing team, and he throws a baby tantrum because Lindy is rooting for her own team and not for him. Mm -hmm. And he tells the camera, I'm done. I just want to (laughs) leave. I'm done. Afterwards, the teams debrief, and uh, Miguel is talking to Kristen and he's saying like I have to walk on eggshells around like it's real weird I don't know he's trying to justify his attitude yeah and it's not working like Kristen is even kind of giving him like half-hearted answers like whatever dude but Lindy is sitting with Mitch Nate and Alexis and she starts crying and she's basically like I'm in a fucking nightmare guys (laughs) yeah I don't know what's happening (laughs) but in an ITM I don't know if you picked this up Stasha who I kind of trust, like I trust her judgment, and she knows these guys better than we do, right? right. She kind of takes Miguel's side. Like, she's like, I don't know what's going on, Miguel. I think he's just trying to get through the weekend. She said, because Lindy is so dramatic, and I think he's just trying to process that. Mm. So I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, if she's seeing something, don't forget, we're just seeing the edits. We're just seeing the edits. And also, maybe she is even with the ladies, annoying the ladies, because she's so immature and just like, and it's not her fault. She's literally experiencing, like, this freedom and being able to kind of, like, connect with everybody, like, socially, like, social media, and kind of being on her own without all these, like, religious restrictions. So she's finding herself, and it's an annoying process. Didn't Alexis say she didn't like her in the first episode? I think so, yeah. I think so. I think she's annoying. Yeah, but that so. does, But that does not give him the right to talk to Absolutely her Absolutely like not. That was, that was dark. Mm-hmm. And I, I would not stick around for that, personally, because... You fuck up once, and he's going to come at you like that. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Nope. Imagine when something real happens, something that actually matters. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I don't have notes on next week on, but I kind of remember. The one highlight I remember is that we see Maya. I was like, and then there's like this weird edit where it's like, Justin is like, yeah, sometimes you got to make a choice. And it's like, wait, what? Yes. What do you think is going to happen? What is that? That's probably a nothing burger because we know Married at First Sight, they love to play with us. It's probably like he went to visit her and he's probably like, it was probably like a horrible choice that I had to choose my wife over you. No, I think it was he had to make a choice between leaving the dog there and getting her and giving her to one of his friends. Yeah. Because it looks like he's with a friend mm-hmm. and Maya's there. But the way so that he- we're trying to make it portray kind of like... I had to make a choice and he chose the dog because I keep cutting oh, yeah. back to the dog. <laughs> yeah. But at this point, I would choose my dog. Oh, fuck yeah. 100%. My dog makes me feel good. You don't. Exactly. Uh, my, my dog's not telling everyone I'm terrible in bed or that I have a small dick. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't care how small your dick is. Your dog will never tell. <laughs> never tell anybody. Because it's probably smaller if it has one. <laughs> Um, and then I think we do see some good signs. I think we see like some couples saying, I love you. And it looks good. We see Kristen saying, I don't know how, if I could live my life without you in it now that I have you. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that. So like, it looks okay. There's, you know, as usual, they start the, uh, previews off with everybody saying, I love you. And then everybody fighting. Yeah. Second half of the previews. So that's it. That's it. What are your What are your thoughts here? Like, it was where are we going? Me... Who's gonna make it? Who's not? Oh, Jesus Christ! So I think Stasha and Nate are good. They'll say They're yes good. on decision day. They're good. They're good. I think that they, Alexis and Justin, should not be together. They should both say no. I told you before, though, I think they're dumb enough to say yes. Oh, that would be awful because this they'll is... They'll break up real shortly. They'll, yeah. they'll break up before the fucking reunion, if that's the case. Yes. Yep. Because Agreed. they're a mess. There's no yeah. fixing this. Lindy and Miguel should say no. But they'll say yes. I think that she'll say yes and he'll say no. Mm, I don't think so. Ugh. Where is he going to find someone to put up with that bullshit? On Instagram? <laughs> you know how thirsty these bitches are? You're on TV, all of a sudden your DMs are blowing up? True, 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 true. Yeah, could be. Could be. So, I mean... And what do you think about Kristen and Mitch? They're the wild card, right? We yeah, don't they know are the wild card. I don't know. I honestly don't know yet. 
Because on one hand, she did say the wife and her wants to keep this going and the woman and her selling her bail. So have you ever felt that? I have felt that when she said that there, there was a real like twinge in me. And I was like, I have been in that moment where I know that somebody is saying something to me or I'm making a choice that is against kind of my feminist core. Yes. I've been in that situation. And And, and I'm I'm, I'm just like, why am I doing this? Yes. A hundred percent. And so that's why I feel like she doesn't need to stay in that if, if that's how she feels. Yeah. But I do think not to defend Mitch again, but I always do. I do think on a big scale in terms of how he views women, mm-hmm. and how he treats women and other people, that he is a good person. He's very particular. He has his quirks and he does want mm-hmm. to save the world, which is admirable. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not my type of person. Like for me, he would be too intense. Oh my God, I'd be all over that. No, that that's too much <laughs> for me. Like I like intensity when you're kind of wacky. Like if you're like uh, somebody funny. who wants to save the world, I'm there. I'm there. I mean, I did not find Captain Planet hot, even though it was Tom Cruise. I did not. So wait, 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 what? Yeah, Tom Cruise voiced Captain Planet. Oh, voiced. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. No, he's not saving the world with Xanu or whatever the fuck gods he believes in. No. You know what I texted you last week, right? I My husband so. and I were talking about maybe possibly flipping a house in the future. Yes. Oh my god. He, he goes. <laughs> Because he's all into like green energy and he goes, we literally just um, put solar panels on our house. So he's like, why don't we try to flip it in a sustainable way? And I was like, oh my God. That's why you protect Mitch. You're married yeah. to him. Yeah. But I just, I like somebody who has passion for something. Yeah. And because I do. Mm-hmm. So like, it's a good match when somebody can understand that energy. Yeah. You know, like I said before, I'm always the naysayer. I'm always like, mm, you know, what's your carbon footprint there? <laughs> um, I shouldn't say that I'm like that with the environment because I'm really not. It's more like other causes that yeah. I care about, like, you know, women's rights. Yeah. Like um. All right. So any other final thoughts then? You know, it, it was a good episode in the sense that I well, did find little shady moments within my couples and Miguel was just losing his goddamn mind. And that was gaslighting 101 textbook gaslighting. Yeah, it was bad. And I hate and that I, now I, that's a buzzword. So it doesn't have the impact it should. So I wanted to ask you, cause I think you, you mentioned this very early on in this season that some of his misogyny was cultural. Yes. Do you feel like still like, feel like that's what we're seeing? Part of it, um, the the part of, like, you would not speak to me in that tone is very, like, no, I'm the man. You, you don't speak to me like that. You're the Yeah, mm-hmm. I got that sense. Um, but there's a lot of other fucked up shit going on with him, <laughs> you know? <laughs> is that your... That's my analysis. Is that your uh, independent analysis? No, my, honestly, he's probably not a bad person. I don't think this is a good fit for him. I don't either. And he did lose interest in her and he finds her annoying. And now he's like, how do I, maybe he's not aware that he's gaslighting her. Maybe he's just like, I can't handle this. Uh." Can I say something? It just came to me as you were saying this. I think he needs somebody who's going to be all about him. Yeah. She's too much all about her. Mm Mm-hmm. Like he just need, I think he'd be a really good husband to a more submissive wife. Yeah. And we think that Lindy's submissive because of her upbringing and her culture, but nope. she's really not. No, she's, she's really rebelling. Not. She is finally yes. free. Which good girl. Good. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, there are traditional marriages where the man is more dominant and the woman is more submissive. I mean, not great for me personally. Yeah. But there are many either. people who are in marriages like that that do and it fine. works and it works yes. for them. Yeah. So like I think that's the kind of wife he's looking for. And I think he thought he had that at first. Mm-hmm. And now he's seeing, oh, I don't have that. Remember, this is a cosplaying Dungeons and Dragon nerd. <laughs> like he hey, should hey, be happy. Do not malign all nerds. Do listen, not malign listen, all nerds. listen, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say and you're gonna like it. <laughs> no it's like he probably didn't have like the best experience with girls growing up 
And yes. now he's older and now he's like, this is what I want in a woman. And he can't really find it. And it doesn't align with like, he's attracted to the hot girls that he probably couldn't get in high school, but they don't True. have that kind of interest in what he's into. So it's, it's a weird dance. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, Leslie, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Uh, you can find us on social media. You can find me at Sinister Girls. Um, the podcast is... Sinister Girls. Yeah, we're just like regrouping for a little bit. I'm trying to figure out what's happening with the radio station. So, and all that. Yeah. But more shows are coming. And of course, follow us. Because now I've been like playing with videos and like making yeah, memes. She's, she's making memes over there while I'm making Little House on the Prairie <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're having fun. So follow us at Six Degrees of Reality TV and Amy. And, and guys, I'm starting to put some screenshots from Sister Wives on our account, and I don't care. Yeah, Cody <laughs> Brown is such a piece of shit. I feel like I need to share that with the world. Um, you can find me at Gen X. This is why, but I also have a private—not a private, but a personal Instagram at Amy Archer Writer. So want to follow me there you can and um that's it that's where i live yeah all right so hopefully we'll be here a little earlier next week yeah um you know we were in philly we had some fun it was really good to meet leslie in person i she's know she's like just as amazing and beautiful as oh. i see her on the screen thank you well amy is a real flesh person i wasn't sure at first you know i thought she was like a laptop image but thought no. i was an avatar an avatar no no, no. she's real I'm real. And she okay. gives the best hugs. So if you ever meet Amy, hug her. I am very squishy. Yeah. I can give a good hug. <laughs> I do. Hug. I will take that compliment. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye.